0: Welcome to the December 17th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is John chapter 1, verses 1 through 12, and the sermon is entitled, Light and Life, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. I am so grateful to come to you today bringing God's Word. The past couple of weeks, wow, this looks empty right here, I don't know if I like that or not. The past couple of weeks have taught me a lot. Basically, the last week and a half has taught me a a whole lot. Number one, I'm not perfect. I thought I, I, I knew I wasn't. But I tried to do everything that I could. And this old brain at 40 years old still forgets stuff. It also taught me that God's people can still be counted on. I can't tell you how many times you as a church have reached out to to me personally over the past week and a half to encourage and to speak truth into a situation that was very unfortunate. And I want you to know the third thing that I learned is God is so good. The church is more than a building. The church is you and the church is me. And if our faith is in a man-made structure, our faith is in the wrong place. But thankful that through it all and through whatever comes our way, we can look to a holy God that will lead us through whatever may come our way. And I want you to know I have felt closer to the Lord than I've ever been the last week and a half. And sometimes God does that. I grew up in the Methodist church. And every Sunday morning we sang the little Doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And in that Methodist church it got mundane as we repeated it over and over. And I often sung it without meaning because we did it all the time. That chorus, those words mean so much more to me today. Because indeed God's blessing is upon this place. I sit sat down at my desk Monday. Needing to write a sermon in one week. And I wondered what I would do. Most of you know me. I'm a month ahead on sermons. I've got sermons into the new year already done. That's not the way I do it. But I sat down with pen in hand. and, And I began to write what God has taught me. That in every place there is light and life. And we are careful not to miss it. This Christmas season. I'm grateful For the Christmas story of Jesus coming to a sin-filled dark world to bring light and life into a world that so desperately needed it. But today as we look at scripture, many of us have in our minds that Christmas story is wrapped up into a couple of gospels. But I want you to know this, the story of Jesus coming to this earth is throughout this book. It is not contained in in one chapter or one book. It is in the entire book. And the entire book points that Jesus would come and something greater would be here and something that we would all need. I'm grateful today for this book because in the Old Testament and in the New, it gives us the truth that we need a Savior. I want to start out with one verse this morning from the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 2. Don't turn there. Just listen. Just listen to these words. Here's what the prophet Isaiah said. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. In a Christmas season... I'm thankful that for me personally, the Lord has taken all the material things away, even in my church, and allowed me to see Him. Because here's what happens. In the busyness of a Christmas season, it's so easy to see so many other lights and miss the most important one. Today, I'm grateful that through scripture and through the gospel of John that we see light and we see life and it can be had by every person in this room today do this for me take your bibles open it to the gospel of John i want you to know that this is not the the traditional christmas story because for me this christmas is not traditional Things have made it different and it's okay. Growing up, I'm looking around. I don't, yeah, my mom's here. I see her here. But I'm gonna say it anyway. One of our jobs growing up at Christmas time was decorating the house with lights, and my mom loves to go overboard on Christmas lights. We had to decorate everything, and, and even to this day, if you go to my mom's house, you will pass it on the way. If you go to Amherst, I'm not gonna tell you where she lives, okay? But the the house is lit up. Every every part of it is lit up. And so when I got married to Terry, and Terry's like, do you want to decorate for Christmas? My answer was always no. (laughs) Just, Just one or two strands of, no. It's amazing what the Christmas season offers us if we're not careful. There are so many lights, they're so busy, it's so much. Christmas lights are not a bad thing, I'm not saying that. But here's what I want you to know, that we get enamored by those things. And as I grew up, I really didn't like to decorate for Christmas. But those lights of Christmas fill homes and they fill towns and they fill parades and they fill lives. And that's, they're not bad. But I, I just want us as a church and as believers to understand all that is good. But don't miss the most important light of the season, and that is Jesus. When the lights go away, guess what? Jesus still shines. When the season is over and the tree is gone and Christmas is past, Jesus is still the light of the world. And church, community, people young and old, we have that light. The Bible warns us not to hide it under the bushel the season of this Christmas my hope and my joy and my prayer for my individual life and for my family's life is that we do not miss the light and life the hope of our lives and rest in Jesus in this season with that being said the gospel of John chapter number one is a deep deep book we're not going to look at it. I told Nathan, I said, I could begin a 12-message a, a uh, sermon series on this. And that's not my intentions. But here's where I want you to hit the high, mo- high notes today and follow with me. The light and the life of Jesus is found in five places in 12 verses. And I want you to look at those places with me, okay? Take your Bibles, the book of John, chapter number 1. We're going to start out with the first verse. Three verses. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now you may say, Pastor Jeffrey, this what does this have to do with Christmas? Here's what it has to do. The first place that light and life needs to be found is in the beginning. In the beginning. How about this? Let me just give you all the places real quick, okay? If you're writing it down, there are five places where the life and light is found in the beginning, and verse number four in Him, and verse number five in darkness, and verse number nine in the world. And in verse 11 and 12, it must be found in you. But we begin this morning, in the beginning. Where have we heard those words before, Christians? Hit the rewind button, go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 1, and your Bible starts with those three words. In the beginning, what's the next word? God. God. Your Bible opens up in the beginning, God, and John's gospel opens up in the beginning was the Word. As we look in the beginning, we understand this. And here's what we need to understand together as believers yes, the world has a beginning, but God does not. God has always been. You can't go back to a beginning and say, yes, God started here. Our school systems and people will try to teach you that it it began with a big bang. No, it did not. God did not begin there because God has always been. And Genesis and the gospel writer John teach us that in the beginning there is an eternal nature of our God. An eternal nature of the Word, and that Word is Jesus. How many of us know that we can count on Him, that we can depend on the Lord, and if we look back on our lives, God has had a hand in that. There's never been a moment that God didn't exist. Think about that. Never been a moment. But as we look for light and life, we must start in the beginning. And we see that in verse number 1. He was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I don't want to blow your minds today. John puts Jesus with God at the very beginning of it all. Jesus was there. The Word was there. But also verse number 1 says this, and the word was with God and the word was God. So here's what I want you to know. To understand Jesus, you've got to know God. And you cannot know God without knowing Jesus. They are connected here. So much so that the end of verse 1 says, the Word was God. They are the same person. The Trinity in Scripture here, we see that. The Word being capitalized shows us that it is Jesus. But I want you to understand this picture. As we look for life and light, we understand that all things began in His hand. Look at verse number 2, the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. God began creating it, the world. It began with a verbal word, but it also began with the word as in Jesus. And as he began to be creating things, I want you to see this. The fingerprint of Jesus was on everything that was, was created. In verse number 3, all things were made by him. If you look around at the people sitting next to you, if you look around at the things of the world, if you go and behold the, the mountains that we love to see, it has the fingerprint of our Savior there. You want to look for life and you want to look for light, it begins in the beginning, but you've got to see Jesus there in the beginning. As life is given and life is spoken, it came from the Lord. The second place I want you to look look at verse number four. In him was life, and the life. Was the light of men. The second place that we look for light in life. Is you must look at Jesus. You must look at Jesus. Two of the most important things in our world today. Life and light and they are surrounded with Jesus here. They're giving. uh, Jesus is giving credit. I want you to know this. If the sun doesn't come up. And darkness is over all of the earth. You're not only not going to have light, but you're not going to have life. And here's what the world does. The world makes a God of of the sun. There is a sun God that many in the world worship. But here's who we worship. We worship not the creator of light and life. We worship the creator of all of it. The creator of the sun, that is who we worship. We don't need an individual God because we worship the God that made it all. But in Jesus are two of the most important things that the world needs to even survive. If you take light out of the world, if you take the sun away, everything's gonna die. And here's my submission to you today if Jesus is not in the picture, life is not either. You sit on your front porch. And you open your eyes, whether it's a new day dawning, and it, it's not long before you see light and life begin. Maybe as the sun rises, you see the light, and maybe as the birds begin to fly, you see life. You see the hand of God all around us. This Christmas season, it's so easy to see life and light. Did you go to the Hammers Parade? Did you, did you watch it, a parade on TV? There's, there's light and life. You drive down Main Street in Amherst County, little Amherst County, and life is, and light are all around. And I love it. But here's what I want to tell you. The life, and life, the life and light that we need is not found in a season. It's found in Jesus. Look at verse number 4 again. In Him was life. You cannot have life without having Jesus Christ as Savior. Whether you look at the beautiful flower that is growing in the garden, it is not the bulb, it is not the ground, it is not the soil, it is not the sun. The source is Jesus. Look at brand new babies that were born. Some of them are in our sanctuary this morning. And you will rock them and you will love them and you will hear them coo and you will hear them cry. You will see them smile in their own little world. Whatever's going on in their brain, they are smiling. And mama is not the source. And daddy is not the source. Jesus is. In him was life. And here's what I, I'm not going to get on this soapbox. But here's where our world gets in trouble. When the world tries to take control of life. Remove Jesus. That's where we get in trouble. This week. In this sanctuary. An insurance man showed up. His job title was the insurance man to find the point of origin of our little accident. Y'all can laugh, it's okay. So he came in, he said, where did the fire start? Y'all can see the black marks, can't you? Right there. That's where it started. Where was the source of the fire? I did it. It was me. Now, I have to joke because if not, i would be up here crying, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. Friends, listen. Our world is spending years and energy and their very best effort to find and enjoy the source of life. They want the very best of life. Our young people want to live their best life now. And I want you to know how to do that. It's only in the true source, which is Jesus. This morning, you may look at your life and say, it's hard. Yes. You may be looking for an answer. Let me help you find the true source of where life starts. It starts with Jesus. You find Jesus and He will lead you through your life. Friends, this morning, as we think about life and light, the Bible says that Jesus was the light of men. Jesus, the light, He became known as that which would lead men and women throughout the ages He was and is a gift to all of mankind. And today, if you are searching, let me tell you this. You've come to the right place. Look at verses 5 through 8. As that light Jesus came, verse number 5 says this, And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. The third place that we need to look for light is in darkness. And I'm going to be honest with you here. Is it easy to pick out light in darkness? Be careful how you answer that. John tells us that Jesus was a light in a dark place and people still missed him. Jesus came to the darkest of places and people still missed him. A quick Google search this week of the darkest places on earth. And you know what they want you to do? They want to send you to the darkest places on earth that you don't get any of the light pollution that you can see the beauty of the light. That's where your observatories are. That's where people go stargazing and look at what all God has created. They go to the darkest places in order to see the light. But I'm going to offer you something to think about today. The darkest place in all the, all the world may be represented in this room today. The darkest place in all the world, listen to me for just one minute, the darkest place on earth is a heart That does not know Jesus. It loves sin. And it loves darkness. And Jesus stands at the door. And knocks. And the door stays shut. The darkest place on earth. Is a heart that, that does not have. Jesus Christ. As Savior. They don't understand him. So we'll just leave the door shut. But we are to look for. The light in darkness. I'm grateful in just a few short days there's a family leaving from this congregation to go to a dark place they're making the transition to a dark place because the Lord is leading them there they are going there and they're going to be ministers for the gospel in a dark place here's what we are, are, are accustomed to do we look at darkness and we say don't go there It's too bad, it's too awful. But where did Jesus come to? He came to a world that was dark because his intentions were to save it. When you see a dark place, Christian, don't you put on your coat of judgment, you put on your coat of prayer you equip yourself with the gospel and you go to that dark place and and you pray for those people and you share the light that you have. Over the past week and a half, we've learned that in our community, there is darkness. People have addictions. People are hurting. People are searching. And yet in that dark place, Maybe the Lord could use a a church that is a a light in our community. And the church is not a building. We don't throw the doors open and say, Y'all come here, we'll fix you. No! Here's what's going to happen in about 15 minutes. We're going to throw the doors open and send the light into darkness. If you're looking for light in life, don't you dare... Don't you dare run away from dark places. You look there, and if there's no light to be found, maybe the Lord is sending you to be the light in that dark place. These verses give us that example. Verse number six says, There was a man, what are the next verses? What are the next words? There was a man sent from all right, come on church. A man sent from God. I'd like to think. Not that I want to change this book at whatsoever. But I would like to think in that verse, we could say there were men and women sent from God whose name was and you insert your name there. Listen, The church is is a sending agent, yes. But the ultimate sending agent is God Himself. And God looked at this dark world and He said, this world needs help and I'm going to give a forerunner. His name will be John. Look at verse 7. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through Him might believe He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. Here is the human example of John the Baptist that we are told that is sent to the dark place to be the image bearer of the light, to bear witness that others may believe. This morning may we be reminded that we are to be light bearers to a dark, dark world. And verse number 8, look there real quick, it says this. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. It is not about us. It is not about growing the church. It's about growing the kingdom of God. And that only happens when people are witnesses of the light that has changed their life. Maybe today there's a dark place that you know about. Maybe it's a dark place that you have been. Maybe it's a dark place even in your own home. In our community. Pray for that place. But maybe God would raise up John the Baptist among us. That we don't look at the darkness and say I'm not going there. But we will say yes I am sent by God to go there. And to bear witness of Jesus our Christ. The fourth place we need to look for the light. Look at verses 9 and 10. Verse number eight says, He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. These are some sad verses in the Bible, and I want you to understand that. But the other, the next place we need to look for light and life is in the world. In the world. I think John does a great job showing us the intentions of God's heart here. And Paul writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter number 2, he says this as he begins to say pray and give intercession, giving thanks for all people. And then in verse number 3 he says this, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of truth. The heart of our God is this, that all people are saved. All people understand Jesus Christ was their Savior, can be their Savior even today. And when we think about the world, Jesus was sent there. In verse number 9, it says, He was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh unto the world. Do you see every man in verse number 9? The intention of God that every man would see this light. Every woman would see this light. Every boy and every girl would see the light that Jesus offered. We are told this, that Jesus is that true life that entered the world. And can you imagine this? He came into his own creation. In very sad words of verse number 10, he was in the world and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. The word had come. Life was on earth. The light had come to the world. That which held the fingerprints of God, the love of God, the purpose of God remained in darkness. Today, what do you think about the world? In 2023, is the world still a dark place? Absolutely it is. But here's what Jesus did. Jesus came unto the world that they may know him. Friends, I want to challenge you. The true source of light itself is Jesus came into a dark world and we must know that this world is not going to change. When you look at the world, don't you expect to see a a, a world that is full of light? Don't you dare expect that. When you watch the news at night, don't you dare it be 30 minutes of all good news. It's not going to happen. Because the world is dark. I don't know about your news channel, but when I do watch the news, there's usually one story of goodness and truth. And they say that for the end. All the rest of the news is a world that is hurting and in darkness and in need of a Savior. When you look at the world, you can look for light and life, but don't expect to find it there unless you go. The last place, verses eleven and twelve, he came into his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave him he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. His own, the Jewish nation, they couldn't couldn't get past rules and rituals and and and, and festivals. They had the law, and they had their sacrifices, but they did not have their Savior. Here's what they were. They were satisfied with all of those things that pointed to Jesus, and yet they missed Him. He came into His own nation, His own people, and they said, No, we want no part of Jesus being our Savior, our Messiah. Verse number 12 says, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. There was a remnant, and there's always been a remnant. If you look back through your Bible, throughout history, there have always been those that have been faithful and those that have been against God. When you look for light and life, the last place that you need to look after you look at your surroundings, the world, after you look at darkness, the last place you need to look is at yourself. In your own life. And it may be the hardest place to look to see if Jesus is there. We like, to, we like listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest, we like to pass judgment and say that person is bad and that person doesn't know Jesus. But if we looked at our own life and, and we look at our life, I don't want you to look back and I don't want you to look forward, I want you to look at today. Because there's a lot of people, maybe even in this room today, that look back and say what they used to be, and I used to do this, and I used to serve, and I used to be on fire. And then there are maybe people in this room today that look forward, one day when I get it all straightened out, one day when things settle down, one, thing, one day when I have time, I will give my life to Jesus. Well, let me give you a news flash. Things are not going to settle down. There's no better day than today. So here's what I want every person to do in this room. Today, in your own life and in your own heart. I I don't want to hear about what you used to be or what you're going to be. I want you to look at your life right now. And in your life, as you look over what has gone on today, do you see Jesus there? Is light and life in Jesus in your life? We've looked at the beginning. We looked at the person of Jesus. We looked at darkness. We looked at the world. And now we must look at our life. One day, the Bible teaches us, every one of us will stand before a holy God and give account of our faith, not to the church or not to the preacher, but to the Lord himself. Today, as you look at your life, here's the great news. The light still shines. Church, let me say that one more time. The light still shines. Amen? Amen. Jesus is still alive. He has not closed the doors to eternity. He's still waiting for those to come to Him. And that is the purpose of why the church still stands. That we can be light in a dark world. As that light still shines today, I want you to know that life through Christ is still available. Is that light and life in you? Have you personally received and acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Savior? We all fall short. The Bible teaches us that. The Bible teaches us apart from Jesus Christ, we're all sinners. The only thing that separates me from somebody that's not saved is Jesus. It's Jesus. you can acknowledge Jesus and the life and light that is available through His precious blood. You can know by faith and have proof that you are saved. The Bible says that you can know that you are saved. There's so many empty things around this season. And in a season of Christmas we see an, an empty manger. Don't you dare put Jesus in that manger. Jesus came but He grew up. Jesus didn't stay in a manger. As Jesus grew up from a baby to a man, Jesus went to the cross. But guess what? Not only is the crib empty, the cross is empty. Jesus went to that cross to die for the sin of the world, to be the light of the world. He died for our sin, and by accepting Him as Savior today, you can have salvation through His name. Not only is the crib empty, not only is the cross empty, But the burial chamber is emptied as well. Jesus did not stay in a tomb. He rose on the third day to give life and life eternal. Today, where are you looking for Jesus? Don't look to a crib. Don't look to a cross. Don't look to a burial chamber. Look to God Almighty. Today, the Lord can change your life if you will let Him. This season is different, I know. But praise be to God that he does not change. Let's pray together. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this message today. God, I pray, Lord, even though it was not the traditional story, thank you we see a loving Savior coming to a world full of hurt and darkness. God, Lord, I I pray from the wellspring of my heart this morning, there's a heart, there's a life that is represented in this room today that is searching for life and light trying to figure it all out Lord I pray that you would lead that one to just bow before a holy God and recognize that darkness begins with us that in a dark heart full of sin Jesus stands at that door and knocks And he wants to be light in life in that dark heart today. Lord, thank you that Jesus can forgive sin. He can cleanse us and make us new. And God, I pray the greatest miracle might happen in this room today as you would save somebody's soul from hell. God, thank you. Thank you for the truth of the gospel, the truth of the coming of the Christmas child, the the truth of this season. Rest in Jesus. this moment of invitation. I pray it's personal. As we stand and we'll sing a song together, help us to look in the mirror at our own lives and see Jesus and see the faithfulness of being the image bearer and the, and the light bearer and the great witness to a dark world. God, put on not only Jesus in our heart, put His name on our lips that we may speak His truth. A dark and hurting world. Today, whatever need is represented in this room, Lord, we know that you can take care of it, and we bow before you now, asking that you intercede in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.